Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. Your spouse is back, your children's back, on my back, Sharon's back. There's a bullseye in this sense that Satan is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And all of us are his prey. And it's very sad to see him consume people around us that we love. To be sure that even as a Christian, he will do his best to cause you havoc, cause you pain, ruin your testimony. He can't have your soul, but he sure can do a whole lot of testimony. He can do a whole lot of harm to your testimony, to your, to your well-being, to your effectiveness for him. And for that reason, it is important that we know uh, everything the Bible has to say about sin. Uh, to be aware of his ways, to be aware of his threat. Otherwise, it would be like I said a while ago, you going into an unfamiliar city and being very vulnerable to the uh, unsafe areas and the people that would do you harm. So you are very wise uh, to read your Bible daily and to be at church and be at church on a Wednesday night. You're going to go home better prepared than, sadly, those people which are not here but you've shown character and responsibility, and we want to help you with that. Tonight, we're looking at the origin of sin. But to be honest with you, um, that is only going to come up in the last few minutes of the message. Uh, we are going to look at what the, we do know the Bible says. The Bible really doesn't tell us the origin of sin. I'm going to give it a stab at the end, and uh, it'll be my opinion. I, I don't have Scripture to back it up. If, if I had Scripture... It wouldn't be a debatable topic. How debatable is it? Well, let's look at uh, this quote behind me. The problem of the origin of the evil that is in the world has always been considered as one of the profoundest problems of philosophy and theology. And like I said, one of the reasons is it really creates a problem if you think that God did it. If you think, well, it exists and nothing exists without God, so God created evil, so... What does that say about God? So you, you see, it's, it's a profound issue. It, it is a profound... And I'm not saying that God did. In fact, I, I don't think God created evil. I'll give you my opinion at the end. But it has perplexed people. It is a problem that naturally forces itself upon the attention of man. Since the power of evil is both great and universal, is an ever-present blight on life and all its manifestations and is a matter of daily experience in the life of every man. In other words, man who knows, whose eyes have been opened, us believers, we find sin perplexing because we know it's real. And we can, we're aware of its dangers, and we've seen, sadly, the victims. Then in the next quote, continuing what that person says, says, the age-old question of where and how sin began has been explored and debated by some of the greatest minds of history, Yet no one can give a complete, definitive, or satisfying answer. So, in a way, I hesitate to raise the issue because I hate to send you home frustrated, but I'm not afraid of the issue, so we will pursue it. But let's first review. Where have we been? We've been studying systematic theology this year, and that simply answers the question, what does the Bible say about 
whatever. Right now, we're answering the question, what does the Bible say about sin? And this is our third lesson on sin. In lesson number one, we ask the question very simply, what is sin? And the answer is pretty simple here. Sin is doing what is wrong or not doing what is right according to God's rules. That's a pretty simple definition of sin. I don't even have to read the rest of that. But that really does say it all. It's doing what is wrong or not doing what is right according to to God's commands. That's what sin is. It is very real. And then in the second lesson in this series, we ask the question, what are the consequences of sin? Because a lot of people apparently are pretty naive about the consequences or ignorant of the consequences because too many people are seduced by it get involved with it, and then when they're held in the clutches of sin and are experiencing the pains of sin, it's like the boa constrictor that's wrapped himself around its victim. It's it's too late then. Being aware of the consequences of sin, perhaps that will encourage you to be in your Bible more. That gives you protection from sin. To be in church more, that'll give you protection from sin. To be in prayer more, that'll give you protection. To associate with Uh, mature Christians as best you can, as often as you can, uh, that'll give you protection from sin because the consequences are are terrible. Terrible. Sin is real, and it's terrible. So in lesson number two, we looked at the consequences of sin, and we mentioned 12 of them. We'll just look at them very quickly here. Uh, We noted that, number one, sin gives you the ever-present memory of something you would rather forget. Number two, sin makes you feel dirty. Three, sin gives you a guilty conscience. Four, sin hurts your fellowship with God. Five, sin makes you aware of your total sin nature. Six, sin forces you to see you've missed God's desires for you. You see a lot of of bad stuff with sin. Sin is, is bad. Number seven, sin makes you feel contaminated. Sin causes pain. Nine, sin produces shame. Uh, Ten, sin contaminates you to the core. Um, Number 11, sin makes you feel estranged and distant from God, and sin causes a loss of joy. And we studied that in lesson number two. Now, tonight we come to lesson number three, and we're asking the question, what is the origin of sin? And you live very busy lives. Maybe you've thought about this question before, maybe not, but it is a a fair question to ask. And again, let, let me quote, The same quote I quoted at the beginning. The age-old question of where and how sin began has been explored and debated by some of the greatest minds of history, yet no one can give a complete definitive or satisfying answer. But it is fair. It's a fair question, but it's a a perplexing question. If God is perfect and holy and he is the creator of everything, then where did it come from? There's... A lot of questions about the origin of sin, but this afternoon, before we get to that time where we look at it at the end of the message, let's consider and examine what we do know about sin, okay? We need to be educated about it. If I am going into a dangerous situation, I want to know everything about the danger that lurks. If I'm going into, if I have reason to go into a dangerous situation, facility, I want some, and I need to go in there, or I have to go in there, I want somebody to point out to me, okay, here's what you look for, here's where you go, here's where you don't go, here's where you step, here's where you don't step. I need to know that. And so it is in walking through this life that 
presents all sorts of dangers to you, to your spouse, to your children. Again, there's a bullseye on all our backs. So what do we know about sin? What does the Bible tell us about sin? Well, number one, we know God is without sin. And that's a fact. There's lots of verses. I just picked out three samples. 1 John 1, 5. And by the way, what the Bible says about God is definitive. You know, what the Bible says is true. You know, people will speculate beyond the Bible. They want to interject their own opinion. When I want to know something about God, I will look to God's word and what it says, that's it. Nothing else to debate, nothing else. I'm not going to consider what this uh, imam thinks or what this Dalai Lama thinks or whatever. I don't care what they think. This is my final authority. Okay? And the Bible has a lot to say about sin. But one of the things it says about sin is that God is without sin. You know, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Lots of verses. Just three. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. James 1.13 Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. Deuteronomy 32.4 I just picked out... Three verses, there's lots more that you could, can read. Of the Lord, it says, He is the rock, His work is perfect, for all His ways are judgment, a God of truth and without iniquity. Just and right is He. You can take it to the bank that we know that God is without sin. And what do we know? Again, we're focusing, before we get to what we don't know, for sure, the origin of sin, I think it is important for us to focus on what we do know. That's not debatable, not open to interpretation. Number one, we know that God is without sin. Number two, we know that Jesus, his son, is without sin. 1 Peter 2.21, For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps, who did no sin. Neither was guile found in his mouth. Can you imagine that? Jesus coming to this earth in the form of a man. You've heard it said before, as much man as though he were not God, as much God as though he were not man. Again, that's one of those topics that, can we fully comprehend that? Not really. He was as much God as though he weren't man, as much man as though he, you know. How do you figure that out? We do know this. That he had no sin. Hebrews 4.15 For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was on all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. Never a bad thought. Never a bad deed. Never, can you imagine that? 2 Corinthians 5.20 now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God, for he hath made him, Jesus, to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Well, what, are we, what are we learning about sin tonight? We're learning, number one, that God has no sin, we're learning, number two, that Jesus had no sin. 
We know, number three, these are things that we know. I can point you to Scripture, okay? We know, number three, that the world was created without sin. When God created the world, he created it without sin. Genesis 1.31, And God saw everything that he had made, that he, that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Very good. Made without sin. No blemish, no tarnish, nothing of that nature. So, God is without sin. Jesus is without sin. He made the world without sin. But we know this, that God allowed for the potential of disobedience to him and thus sin. Okay, now the plot thickens. We do know that God has allowed for the potential for man to sin. And I guess I can say for the angels to sin. Here's the potential. Early 